Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. Well, tonight I do have something special, uh, specially uh, targeted in my heart of what what. I believe he would have us look at in this massive subject of prayer uh, a very, in a very intentional way. And it does not stray too far of different things that we've already shared on. We've had quite a bit of, of, um, of a look at different kinds of prayer and even the kind of prayer that we're talking about tonight. But we want to just look at it in a little bit different slant. And as we unpack tonight, it will make sense. If you'll go in your Bible, please, to Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and verse 18. And we've already been worshiping him while we've drawn near to his throne. Let's just receive his word. Can we do that in Jesus' name? Uh, Ephesians 6, 18. Paul is writing to this church, and this is the end of... It's an immense unpackaging of revelation, really. It starts so lofty in chapter 1. He's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places and all. It's just amazing. And then towards the end of the chapter, it starts breaking it down to very practical things like husbands, wives, kids, parents. (laughs) And then he um, he gives us a rundown of an armor that is protective wear that you would not need just for normal civilian life. Civilians don't need to wear armor. It's only those engaged in warfare that need to have armor. Isn't that true? So then he also lists the sword of the spirit. He gives the, the, the shield of faith, but then he gives the sword of the spirit, which is an offensive weapon. So we have the defensive armor and then the offensive sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And immediately then in verse 18, he gives purpose for all of this attire, this armor. In verse 18, he says, pray in the spirit. So the armor, while it's uh, appropriate just for navigating uh, a life, uh, a purposeful life in the spirit, not just self-preservation and being happy yourself, but uh, where you're doing kingdom business, but he, he actually focuses in on a part of our, our walking with the Lord of prayer. You'll find in walking with the Lord, not just being saved so you can go to heaven and uh, not just being a born again believer and receiving his blessings so that we can have a, a good and a happy and a healthy life. But as we actually walk with the Lord, you'll find that we begin to pick up his heartbeat And prayer is not just receiving so that our life is enriched. You'll find that his heart beats with the needs of people. And you'll you'll sense that if you walk with him. It's impossible to walk close to him 
and not have a compassion, start picking up a compassion for other people. Vicinity and closeness of Jesus wrecks a selfish life. It will just absolutely wreck it. And you'll find yourself more and more aware and more sensitive to the needs of other people. All right? That's okay. Isn't that, are we good on that? So he says, pray in the spirit. When he's talking about praying in the spirit here, he's not just talking about praying in other tongues. All right? Praying in the spirit is usually what we, uh, the term that we give to praying in other tongues. And that is correct. But it is also bigger. Praying in the spirit, we could say, now Tony was talking about uh, abiding, that abiding place of prayer. And um, that is in the spirit where you're, you're uh, sensitive to things of the spirit. You're sensitive to uh, how he's leading you in prayer, not your, just your feelings or other people's uh, input and certainly not the devil, but you're you're sensitive to the things of the spirit, okay? So you're praying in the spirit. And in the spirit, you can end up praying all kinds of prayer. And we've talked about all different kinds of prayer on these third Sunday nights of each month. You can pray any of those prayers. He could inspire any one of those prayers that we've talked about, all right? As well as praying in other tongues. But it says to pray in the spirit, Every Tuesday at your prayer meeting. Is that what it says? Every Sunday evening at 4.30 at your prayer meeting. No. Pray in the spirit at 8 o'clock in the morning at your devotional time. That's not what it says. He goes extreme here. And I believe before we see, uh, we are actually raptured that we're going to see a body of believers that are uh, functioning primarily in the spirit, primarily in the spirit. I know that's a big shot, but a hallelujah. I believe God is doing a work. The Holy Spirit is doing a work. We, we actually resemble and uh, facilitate the desires of the head of the church. And um, so praying in the spirit at all times, <laughs> that's a tough thing. How do you do that all the time? And he said, and on every occasion, all the time, every occasion, keep going, stay alert, and be, in, be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Okay, these are big words. All times, every occasion, um, all believers everywhere. <laughs> How do you do that? Well, you can't if you're in charge of your prayer. There's just no way. There's no way that you can, you can be that. But as you just realize that prayer actually is a breathing out of what is breathed in, and it is taking a, it is taking a responsive step to a prior step that has been given to you, the whole God doing one step and you just simply responding. God taking another step and you just simply responding. Uh, it, it, isn't, it isn't such a arduous, a horrible task to pray. It's simply responding to him. 
just respond as opposed to not responding. And so he lets you sleep. <laughs> you have to work. You got to talk to people and everything. But it's amazing how that then throughout life, rather than marginalizing prayer, you do. You will have set times of prayer that you felt impressed to set aside certain times of prayer. But beyond that, those times of prayer, just as you're going to and fro. You, because he never leaves. He never, he never leaves you. And he's not just with you, he's in you. And so there will always be impulses. You'll just recognize people and it, prayer becomes spontaneous. Things you see will cause you to just pray just spontaneously. Things you hear just makes you, you pray spontaneously. A thought will go through your mind and you just pray spontaneously. And they don't have to be long prayers. They can be prayers that last seconds. But they're what Tony described this morning. They're sincere and they're from the heart. And what ends up happening with that spontaneous prayer, you, you start uh, leaving um, the secular side of your life. They're like there's this whole secular in the flesh part of my life. And then there's this in the spirit unholy part of my life. Uh, it's just, that's just pretty much not the example of Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad that Jesus was never in the flesh? And yet he just, he lived he was with people. And as a Christian, we're called into this real spontaneous living in the spirit. So um, we're supposed to do this all the time. He wouldn't have told us to do this if it wasn't, even, if it wasn't possible to do. Like if we all had to quit what our jobs and and go all live in monasteries or nunneries or something, you know, or convents. There would be, no, there would, he, that, he's not asking that. He's actually wanting us to live in the world like he did and just not be of it and bring heaven into the world just with um, the breath out. Breathe in and breathe him out. Take steps with him. Praise God. Prayer in the spirit. And we pray for all believers. It's just interesting. The, the, I'm gonna, I've said it before. You've heard me say it. I'm going to say it again. The primary focus of Paul's prayers. I know it might sound, sound a little whack. But either we're going to have to ditch the Bible and come up with our own prayer design. Or maybe we should just look at the Bible and say, is it trying to tell us something? But if we can be instructed by the way that Paul prayed, by the help of the Holy Spirit, he really prayed for believers. Basically, if everything that Paul prayed for believers was in operation, in manifestation, those believers would rock the world. So sometimes what we have done is we've, we've targeted praying for the world and we act 
partly like the world that we're trying to pray for, influenced by the world that we're praying for, influenced by the, the governments that we're trying to pray for, praying for, you know, different this, that, or the other. And so what Paul is just saying, wow, believers, if we can be really who we are, we are a ruling class. I know that sounds really pretty interesting, doesn't it? We are a ruling. We are to reign with him. And the reign that we have is not tyrannical except over the kingdom of darkness, over the things that kill, steal, and destroy. Wouldn't we like to reign over those kind of things? And we bring his dominion and control over those things that are wrecking people's lives. Okay? So, all right. So, um, now, I'd like us to look, because we're going to look at uh, just some scripture and let the Bible talk to us a little bit. The human body in 1 Corinthians 12, and we're going to just read a chunk of scripture, and the Lord will try to help me to not talk too much about it and let just the Bible talk. Okay? 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 27. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. So the Holy Spirit, when you got born again, baptized you into the body. Everybody is immersed into the body. Might not be aware of it, but it's the, it's the fact. And we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many parts, not just one. He's talking about the body. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, does that not make it any less a part of the body? And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how'd you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts. And God has put each part just where he wants it. It's one of the reasons why even you, you know, you're interested or have a desire to be a part of this fellowship. That comes from on the inside, okay? As he wants it. How strange a body would be if it were to only, it, it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. God help us to actually believe that about the body of Christ. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together uh, such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that, that have less dignity. This makes 
for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. Now, here is a big verse right here. It's a big prayer verse. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. All right? So um, if I could just get some help here, um, Herman and Adriana and um, Candace, can, and can you please come? F5 and uh, go ahead and just slip up here and just stand, stand up here behind me, actually, if you could, please, just across the way. And I'll take arms, if you would, please. And so uh, we're all connected. We are very all connected. And in, uh, incidentally, we're not all connected in a string. The body is not just a, a string of cells. We are connected in uh, a network amazing, all right? So, but anyway, we can see at least connection a bit, an aspect of connection, all right? So we're all connected. And so what this is saying this verse of scripture that if one member is affected and Mark, if you could just come up and help demonstrate this, please. Cause I need somebody stronger than me. Cause you need to pick on somebody. You have to be, we're going to have to have you represent the devil tonight. Is the that devil. Right? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Tomorrow, uh, the next time you can represent Jesus. Okay. Okay. Well, actually maybe we can do that all tonight, but, uh, Okay, so I, I, what I'd like you to do is take her hand and start pulling it. Hold on tight. Hold on tight. Hold on tight. We'll pull it hard because sometimes, yeah, pull. Yeah, pull so that it, it ends up affecting the whole lot. Yeah, you're affecting the whole lot. Okay, see? Now, what we want to see is this. If we weren't a body, if there was just singular, come out here. If you were just alone with your, just your single love and relationship with the Lord and somebody gets picks, pick on her again, pull on her, pull on her, then she's just, she's just basically lost. But if she is connected, and I'm now hold on tight, now try to get her again. And if they know that one of their members are suffering and they're all suffering with her, if there is an equal and a, and a united resistance against the devil, <laughs> my dear brother Mark, if we absolutely, no, stay up here and be Jesus for just a second. We'll have you be Jesus. Because uh, when one member suffers, we're all, we, we all feel it in the connection. But if, if, we're, if one member is blessed, so now we'll do the blessing. So bless Herman, you know, just, uh, yeah, just, hallelujah. yeah, hallelujah. So the stronger, the stronger Herman is and the more blessed and the more strength that Herman is in that connection, then what such as he has, he gives and it, is, it blesses more than just Herman. Do you see that? So the blessing spreads. The suffering does, but so does the blessing. Now, thank you, Mark. Amen. All right. And thank you, guys. 
a strong body we are. All right, good. All right. So, thank you, love. So, um, if you could please put up the picture of the nervous system, please. The, this is another... Um, this is another aspect of the body. So we are all members of the body of Christ. Oh, that, that's okay. Never mind, never mind. I'll just tell about it. Um, our body has different systems in it. Each are fascinating. Quite an amazing, uh, amazing design that our creator came up with the skeletal system, circulatory system, respiratory system, reproductive system, uh, and there are different other systems, but there's a system that is the nervous system. And I, as I was looking into uh, this, the nervous system, there are two basic parts of the nervous system. And um, uh, I have a nurse back here on the back row. I'm not going to go too deep because I'll, I'd get it wrong and that would be totally embarrassing. But uh, basically, there is in the, the, the central nervous system is the brain and the spinal column. The brain and the spinal column. And then that, that breaks down into you know, all kinds of other uh, things that I didn't understand. So I skipped over those. Uh, but then there is also in the nervous system, there is the peripheral nervous system. So the central nervous system, which is the head or the brain and the spinal column. But then through that spinal column comes these other nerves that are peripheral or they actually, uh, they, they send and they receive messages from the brain. So the brain sends messages to the body and the body sends messages to the brain. Basically, uh, there's many things, many messages that they can send, but two basic messages they send is pain. <laughs> Anybody had some pain messages ever go to your head? <laughs> pain or pleasure something that feels fine and nice and pleasant or something that brings pain. Both are necessary. Both are necessary. I read a book years ago called, called In His Image and I looked for it on Kindle and it's not there anymore. Uh, and, uh, but I, I, I found it so interesting. It was a medical doctor who served in India years and years and years ago, and uh, and he served four years. And his medical um, his medical uh, focus was on leprosy and that horrible disease um, attacks the nervous system apparently the peripheral nervous system that gives messages to the brain that something is wrong. And so he explained in that book that as you're walking along, you don't even know it. It isn't even conscious thought to you, but your foot is telling your brain, the nerves in your foot are telling your brain as you're walking along, 
it's starting to hurt on this side of that your foot slightly move and you'll walk on a different part of your foot. You don't even think about it. You don't really even think about it. This is before any pain. Just starting to send a message like we're getting too much wear on this side of the foot. And so you will make adjustments. What leprosy does is it doesn't give any message at all. So you just keep walking and end up hurting yourself. Or perhaps if you are close to fire or something, it doesn't give a message to your brain. You're getting burned. So your body doesn't help that member because there is no message of pain. Now, we hate pain, and uh, we, we don't like it uh, the way that God originally designed. It was just to help the body function and walk on the right parts of the foot and, you know, just good things like that. But Jesus ended up having to bear our pain because there were pain that we could not bear ourselves. It would break us. So, uh, but in this body that you and I are in, the Holy Spirit through Paul said that when one member suffers, we feel it. Unless you don't want to feel it. Unless you're like, no, I'm about happy. I'm about, you know, having a happy life and life abundant. I don't want to feel anything. So you pretty much have to get hard. And this just isn't the way of our Lord. So the more that we are responsive to him, actually the more we are sensitive to Sorry, guys, we're sensitive to pain. Sensitive to people's pain. And not dismissive of it. When one member suffers, does it say we all look and say, you know what you need to do is we need to teach that away? No. This is a different kind of this is a different kind of cooperation in the spirit of Jesus Christ. We bear it. We, we help them. We don't try to teach it off of them, although teaching may be a part of their answer. But we're willing to get close to, to help them, to help them and pray. I was talking to a person in our church, our church family, and this person had walked with the Lord and but had had a real um, uh, an addiction they could not break with chemicals. And uh, it would fluctuate between uh, low and extreme. Always there, but sometimes just really cave in. And it was really sad for this uh, dear sister that I, I really treasure the gift of God in her. And do you know what broke that thing off of her that she could not break off of herself? She heard, she heard some things 
In her backslidden condition, she heard some things uh, uh, that were happening to children. And compassion filled her heart. She fell on the floor. And she'd been, you know, with drugs. And she fell on the floor and began to travail for those kids. God, no. Help the kids. Help the children. Help them. Send help for the kids. And as she cried out for the kids, addiction broke off of her life. <laughs> Isn't that something? So sometimes we're chasing victory in our own life. When victory is experienced, when we help bring it to other people too. Praise the Lord. Okay, let me read you another verse of scripture. John 10 and verse 3, this is practical. We'll start with verse 3. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name. I was just listening. I was just listening to... Um, did anybody ever listen to Alexander Scorby read the Bible? Okay, we've got some Alexander Scorby people. I think he was the very first one to ever uh, put on recording the Bible. And now, now we have all kinds of versions, you know, that are audio versions of the Bible. But Alexander Scorby read this kind of a British English, which always makes it more holy in the American ear, you know, right away it's sacred if it sounds British. But anyway, isn't that funny how that is? But um, so it's kind of this real wonderful voice reading King James version of the Bible. It's wonderful. And I love it. And I listen to it often. Uh, uh, it's not what I do my studying in, but I just, I like to listen to it. So I was listening to some portions of the Old Testament this last week and there was, after a heap of hideous kings, there was a prophecy that came about one who would come. And it says, and his name is Josiah. Called him by name. And it says, calls him by name, Josiah. I thought, isn't it? I started crying when I was listening. I thought, what is it that touches my heart out that from the Old Testament where God would call somebody by name even before they were born? People's names that they function with here on the earth are important. If they hinder his plan, he changes their name. But people's names are important. People's names are the way that mothers call their children or else why they'd never come. How do you get your kid to come from the bedroom to the kitchen? You, gotta, you call them. Call them. You call their name. But God started that. He calls people by their name. 
It's so personal. It's so intimate. Okay, so praying in the Spirit can be a part of that, can utilize that. And, and I'm talking about praying in the Spirit again, not just praying in other tongues, but praying with the inspiration, Spirit-led praying, where somebody comes to your thinking. You can move away from that and dismiss it. Or you can lean into it and acknowledge it. And God wants us to, in our becoming more sensitive and, and becoming more attuned to walking in the spirit, in spirit-led prayer, spirit-filled prayer, one of the ways that you can do it is if you do know somebody's name, Pray for them by name. Call their name. You say, but what if you don't know their name? Then obviously you can't pray their name. Sometimes I've gotten a name in prayer. Sometimes I've gotten a name, and everyone that I know by that name, their picture has, their, the picture of their face has come up. I think, I wonder if God is getting a bigger bang for his buck. You know, <laughs> you call a name in prayer, and everybody by that name gets blessed. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. I think he needs prayer. I mean, he's wanting people to pray. He's getting as much as he can get out of prayer. <laughs> so, keep going. Calls him and he leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. And he said, I'm a good shepherd. I know my sheep. I know them. I know my own sheep, and they know me. I think that's something that I treasured about these last two years. Uh, it's something beautiful that we have gotten out of the ashes of the COVID years, <laughs> is that we... And uh, through our check-in, came to know people's names and started calling people by name. And not just, hey, you, or, yeah, isn't it nice to see you? Something about name connects you with a person. A very beautiful thing. Now, go to Hebrews, the fourth chapter. So God has set another time for entering his rest. Hebrews 4, verse 7. So God has set another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. And his rest, he defines in this same chapter, is a place where all of his works have already been finished. God announced this through David much later in the words already quoted. This is the part of the verse we want to get, hone in on. Today. Let's just stop right there. Have you ever missed it and didn't pray things that God wanted you to pray? Anybody want to join me, help me feel better about myself? <laughs> so, boy, sometimes I've just really missed it. 
wished I would have been more sensitive, wished I would have been more responsive. You can look back and waste time today looking at yesterday. Don't waste time with yesterday. It's gone. It's gone. Thank God you can receive forgiveness about yesterday. But this verse of scripture doesn't say, beat yourself up about what you didn't do yesterday. It just gets on it right now, today. Can we just say that word? Today. Let's say it again. Today. Today. If you hear his voice, and we've already said, he's speaking to his sheep. He's calling them by name. He's calling our own name. He's talking to us every day. Things in the body that are being transmitted through this, this divine and supernatural connective um, uh, nervous system, this Holy Spirit nervous system that's reporting pain from somebody, someplace else in the body goes to the head. And then the head shoots down a message to another part of the body and says, help that part. Help that part. It's like this. We live in a place out in Cleveland. It's beautiful. And um, it's so beautiful. Midgies love it. And so... They don't like me anymore. They don't like it because I've been saying it for, and I've been taking heaps of vitamin B. I suppose, you know, that's what the locals say to do. And eating jars of Vegemite and spreading it on my skin. No, I'm just kidding. And, uh, but anyway, so, but they tend to still um, cherish my husband. <laughs> so let's say this. If something is if something is biting him, either a midgey or a mosquito or it's ever bitten you, do you just stand there and take it? Well, if you had a nervous condition that didn't give you any indication that something was going on, you would. You just, you just would take it. But if you have a good nervous system, it sends a message to your head that says, do something, <laughs> move. And a lot of times, another part of the body that's in a whole different part of the body comes over here and does what? Often, it smites, it hits. It's not, it's not after hitting your body. It's after hitting what's eating your body. Isn't that the truth? That's kind of the idea. <laughs> Praise God. So Paul gave, uh, he gave instruction to the body, of, to the church, and he said, he said, um, don't hurt yourselves. Don't bite and devour yourself. Help yourself. And so the messages that come and say, I'm suffering here. I'm hurting here. It goes to the head, and the head takes that message to the part of the body that can do something. And often, a first response is prayer. A first response is prayer. 
I'm not saying it's the only response. I'm saying often it is a first response. Often. Not 100% of the time, but many, many times it starts there. Because if today we will hear and hearken to his voice. Can you put that verse of scripture back up again? And not harden our hearts. How is it that we harden our hearts? Is if we just ignore it. I think that's a leprous thing, a sin thing, to just harden our heart to something else that's hurting. He said, no, today, if you hear his voice, just, just, Hearken. Another. How do you hearken? What does that look like? Hearken. <laughs> how does it, it, it? All it is is just acknowledge. It's like, hmm, something. Something's up. So I lift them up. So often, that is the that is the whole prayer. Lord, I lift that person up. If I don't know their name. That's what I say. If I know their name, I, I call their name. After I say that, there could be something more to say. But I'll never know if there's something more to say unless I at least acknowledge. We have in our heart that God wants a body that is not just connected through uh, a man-made structure, you know, and mashing people together and uh, that it is a body that we are put in the body as it pleases him and that we are aware of one another by the Holy Spirit. And we are aware of, of needs in the body and also uh, rejoicing in the body. When one person rejoices, uh, some other person in the body rejoices, boy, I tell you, we're ready to do dancing with them. Praise God. If anything good goes on, then we are all about rejoicing. But if they're hurting, then we're not going to say, what's wrong with you? You're hearing the same sermons I'm hearing. What's wrong with you? Why didn't you get this? You deficient Christian. No. It's not that the body doesn't abuse itself. How dare you get bit by a mosquito? No, we try to hit the mosquito, but then we put, you know, we help it. We put cream on it or whatever. Some amazing miracles come out of this kind of care, supernatural care for one another. This morning, my daughter uh, Lily has had some things happen this week that were challenging in this, um, in her, she's 29 weeks pregnant. And um, there tried, there's try, tried to be a, Something come against her just this last week. And so, you know, Tony and I are on the word. We're speaking the word and, 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 and about it. And then somebody from our church family this morning who has developed sensitivity to the Holy Spirit because they respond came and told me, I had a dream about Lily last night. 
And God told me to tell you today that whatever it is she's going through right now, this too shall pass. <laughs> she didn't know one thing, but who did know? The brain. Why? Because there was something transmitted to the brain, something came down, and she didn't just pop a sleeping pill to get away from that dream. She responded to it and prayed. I tell you, supernaturally, supernatural connection can move us into the supernatural workings of God. I had a friend, call, um, uh, Marco Polo, me two days ago, and she said, were you praying for me? And she named the time. Were you praying for me? I was trying to think, I don't know. I don't know, maybe, because, you know, we do pray for one another. I don't know. I don't know. It's time change. She lives in Texas. And she said, I, had a, I, I fell uh, twice and injured myself. And it's just been terrible, terrible. She said, in my dream, you came to me and you held me, and you prayed for me, and something came out of you. This is in a dream. Can God start, can God move you places in the world? Actually, this has happened on a number of occasions where, you know, people dream it or something like that. God can move us where we need to go. In the spirit there, I know it almost is cliche, there is no distance in the spirit. It is a fact, there is no distance in the spirit. We can get to anywhere we need to get in the spirit. And you know the devil knows that, so he tries to keep us out of the spirit and in the flesh by all kinds of aggravations. I tell you what, guys, let's get in the spirit. This is where we flourish, we fly. All right? Let's just say one other example here. Uh, Tony and I were looking for a flower pot and ended up at some this one store in Kapalaba. While I was in there looking, I saw birds. And I was so amazed. These tiny little finches. I was just watching them. I just thought, I like you. So right on the spot, I bought a pair. And they said, start with, start with something, you know, not costly. So I got me $10 finches. Cheap, cheap, cheap birds. They're cute as little zebra birds. And we had... You know, they were just in a little cage. And Tony and I were just th thinking they were so cute, but we couldn't look at them without being sad. It's like, you weren't made to move from this perch to that perch. You were made to fly. So he said, let's let them go. I said, okay, oh, I know, he's so soft. He calls them the babies now. He said, have you covered the babies? 
every night we cover them with a blanket, you know. He said, have you covered the babies? No, I haven't. Okay, well, I've turned the light on so you can get out there and cover. I'm telling you, he's the softest person in the world. So we looked to see. I asked the man at the pet store where I got them, or in the pet store or the place where I got them. I said, can you let them go? He said, oh, no, 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 no. They've been actually raised in a cage and they'll die immediately. You, you have to keep them. And, um, but we did the next best thing. We got a bigger cage. <laughs> and now they can fly. They do, they fly around in there. I guess what I'm saying is, I think we as believers we think it's a great thing if at least we don't have to hop from perch to perch. We can just fly around in a cage. But I'm telling you, by the Holy Spirit, we can soar with God. And it won't kill us. <laughs> we were born to fly. And I believe this year is a year of the supernatural. And he is inviting us to supernatural connection. And, and so I've got some ways for us to do it. To strengthen our response to the Holy Spirit. You can get more sensitive. You can get harder or you can get more sensitive. Who in here wants to get more sensitive to the Holy Spirit? And today it is. You can't be sensitive for tomorrow. You can't live in the regret of yesterday. It's today. And then when, tom when tomorrow turns into today, then just be responsive today. You cannot today say, for the rest of my life, I'm going to obey you. No, you can't do that. It's today. Can you obey today? Just today. You don't have to vow for the rest of your life. Just follow him today. Okay, so here we are. There are four things. Number one, to strengthen your response to the Holy Spirit in prayer. Number one, pray. Pray. If it's a person, if it's a face, if it's somebody you know, somebody you don't know, pray. Or in other words, sometimes when we think pray, then we're thinking, okay, I'll do that next Tuesday at my prayer group. No, 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 no. Immediate. Immediate. Simultaneous. H how soon do you want your, the nerves in your body to tell you that you're getting burned? How soon do you want the nerves in your body to tell you that something's getting bit or pinched? You want it immediate. And that's the way prayer is to be in the body. If something comes to you about somebody or somewhere, something, move on it. Move. Respond. Pray. And you don't have to wait till next Tuesday. You don't have to wait till you can kneel. Right then, just say, Father, I acknowledge that right now. That may be it. Sometimes I've looked at somebody and just said, Oh, Jesus. I look at somebody and smile and under my breath say, Jesus, help him. You can do it. Second thing, 
after you acknowledge what he gives you to him, after that, if he gives you something, acknowledge that. Acknowledge that. Just simply acknowledge. what You, you don't have to direct your prayer. Let him direct it. But if he gives you something, simply acknowledge it. Number, so the first one was just pray. Acknowledge what you get. Number two, acknowledge what you see yourself do. Acknowledge what you see yourself do. What do you mean? Well, after you have those spontaneous and momentary prayers, that, that may be it. A lot of times it's that way for me. It's, that's it. But sometimes there's more prayer, or sometimes I need to call them today. I need to write them, just a text with something that has come up in my heart, a verse of scripture or an encouragement. Well, if you want to keep growing in sensitivity, then do it. So what, what the writer of Hebrews was saying today, if you hear my voice, respond. Respond. I was telling Tony the other day, a big word in prophecies that Brother Hagen would give over the years was the word respond. And he would say it this way, respond ye to the Holy Spirit. Respond. Also, if he tells you, doesn't give you something, then don't push past that and do something on your own. I've done that too. Sometimes it's not so good. Number, uh, the next one, number three, I think that was, I've made, I've made a mess of my uh, list here. I told you there's four, there's only three. So the, f the third thing is keep a log somewhere. Either Write it in your memory, or I like to write it in some kind of a book, just in a notebook somewhere. You don't have to write pages about it. But if you're praying about something or someone, just write it. Why? Well, so that you can tell everybody how spiritual you are. So you can start a ministry of most sensitive person in the world ministries. No, no, it will help you because there will be times when there's somebody that you've written or um, uh, that you've seen in your heart and he'll bring them across your path or you'll hear that somebody else has ministered to them. And what that does is build, it builds a confidence between you and the Holy Ghost I know your voice, you know my name, and I know your voice, and I'm following you. Guys, let's follow him, because this year is meant to be a supernatural year for us. And this is one of the, the main ways for that to, have, to happen. Uh, at the bottom of the page, there's this contact place. Uh, you can put in, um, you can put in, 
um, anything really, anything that you want to put in as far as if you know of somebody who, who uh, needs something or whatever, but if go ahead and scroll it on. There's somebody who wants to get the weekly blog. But now, look at this that is there. And if you can pause it right here so it doesn't go faster than us. Uh, there's all different kinds of things. While you're praying and the Holy Spirit prompts you to pray for somebody, and you're thinking, hmm, they need care. I think I've heard they're in the hospital. I think... I think that they need some extra care. You can go here. And, and people don't have to just fill this out for themselves. They, you, can, you can help fill, help, help care get to them and fill out these different things. Uh, go to the next one. Or you can let it scroll. You can, uh, that's good for, I'm talking about a prayer ministry though, how this can be, a help to you in a prayer ministry. Prayer requests, a specific prayer request. You can fill them in for yourself or you can fill them in for somebody else. You say, why would I do that if I've already prayed? Um, you don't have to do it unless he prompts you to do that. If he prompts you to do it, I'm just saying we have a resource for you. All right? We have a resource for you. Or if people that you know, people that you're in contact with, uh, they have a need in their life, here's a resource. Let's get prayer happening. Let's get stuff happening from the head. And the head can only process what is given to him. So let's give it to him. Let's let this nervous, this spiritual nervous system report things to the head so that answers can come back to, uh, to where they're needed. And so just fill in the prayer request. And then uh, you'll see here a praise report. And I believe that uh, as, as uh, prayer keeps getting answered more and more and more, we don't want to be like the, the nine lepers who, um, who just ran on and were happy about it themselves. There was one that turned around and gave praise. And we want to give praise for things that God is doing because every praise report is a seed for a harvest of more, more praise reports of the same kind. Got it? So praise the Lord. Um, I'm really, really happy about that. Okay, guys, I'm going to just pray for you. I, I just prayed over uh, this week. I've been praying over this particular session and praying in, about our church family and those that join us online. I believe that something is being released in all of us where we are released from the insensitivities of yesterday. We are in a today. We are in a today. Let go of yesterday. We are in today, and we're going from glory to glory. We're going to go from sensitive to the Holy Spirit to more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. In other words, responsive to the Holy Spirit. Whatever he gives us, we will do. Praise the Lord. And it's always appropriate. He never gives you things that, you, that are over your head. I mean, in the sense of... Uh, beyond what you can respond to him in. 
He does what you can respond in. Isn't that wonderful? Let's just put our hands up to him. Hallelujah. Lord, we're just so thankful. Thankful for the presence of the Holy Spirit, not with us, just with us, but also in us. And the Holy Spirit is activating the body to nourish and to strengthen itself by the supply of Jesus Christ through every member. Hallelujah. We're thankful for, for, uh, for ministry from the platform. But Father, I just thank you. We're grateful for the activating of every member. Hallelujah. And we expect to hear supernatural um, connections in Jesus' name. <laughs> and supernatural praise reports in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, I just um, want to thank you for coming. I went a, a little bit over, and I apologize for that. Uh, but I really am grateful for your heartfelt attention and curiosity to what the Holy Spirit is leading us into because it is going to be an adventure. I think, Marisa, you said it that way for people who got born again today. You're starting an, an adventure. Whoa, and this is a phase of that adventure that is so exciting. Let's go for it. Let's go to it. And God bless you. Have a mighty week, and we'll see you uh, back here on Sunday. Thanks so much for joining us. God bless you. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au. 